excited to continue our series on generations. We've gone from Moses to Joshua to Ruth, and now we're coming to Samuel. I've always loved Samuel, because he was a little boy when the God first called him. So we're going to consider that today, and I've taken three selections from Scripture and just mashed them together. So know that there's three passages, but you can go back and read all of 1 Samuel on your own and get all of the context. But I think I've gotten the main points of what happened in this trajectory of a little boy. He grew up in a temple who was dedicated to the Lord, but who eventually heard the voice of the Lord in his life, became a prophet and anointed king. So prepare your hearts now as we hear the word of the Lord. It is 1 Samuel 2, 18 through 21, 3, 1 through 11, and 19 through 21 as well. Let us hear. Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. That was a little cute rag (laughs) for worship at that time. His mother used to make for him a little robe and take it to him each year. When she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice, then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord repay you with children by this woman for the gift that she made to the Lord. And then they would return to their home. And the Lord took note of Hannah. She conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. And the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. Eli was a priest. The word of the Lord was rare in those days, and visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had began to grow dim so that he could not see, was laying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call him. Lie down again. So he went to lay down. The Lord (laughs) called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of everyone who hears it tingle. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh, by the word of the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. 
Lord God, I pray that you would speak through me, but if not, that you would speak in spite of me. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I love the story of Samuel. I love this about a young guy. Not often in the Bible you see stories about young people. Oftentimes it's there's those who have been in the faith for a while that have gone on and have matured in the faith. But here we have a story of a young boy from the beginning to the end of his life in the books of 1 and 2 Samuel. Uh, the only other one that I can remember off the top of my head was a boy who was listening to Paul. And Paul preached so long that the teenager fell from the top and died. And Paul had to bring him back to life in order for it not to be a tragedy in that moment. So the power of God, but it's kind of a crazy time. But this one is, is one of those stories where you see a boy who's known, who grew up in the house of the Lord, but then had an experience, even at a young age, that changed his life and brought him to an even greater knowledge of the power of God. Uh, before this text, there's the mother Hannah. And at that time, there was a man in Elkanah who was her husband. And she was not the only wife to this man. The other one, the other wife had, had children, but Hannah had not had children. I don't recommend you have multiple wives. We don't do that. And it wasn't really supposed to happen in Judaism at that time, too. But it was a crazy, chaotic time with wars and things going on. But Hannah wanted a child so bad that she went to the temple and she said to the, to the Lord, with tears and sobbing, if you give me a son, if you give me a child, I will dedicate that child to you. Back after being blessed by the priest Eli, and the Lord gave her a child. And did she keep her covenant with the Lord? Yes. Hannah went and gave Samuel to be raised in the temple, to know the ways of the Lord, to do things. I mean, like, Carl, are you acolyte today? I mean, you, you're doing something similar to what Samuel did in the house of the Lord. When you all sing in the choir and the young people do things in youth groups and things like that, Samuel actually lived in the temple, and it was an intensive faith education. And at this moment, God said, I'm going to reveal myself to this boy. Because I'm going to do great things in his life. Has God done great things in your life? Is God going to do great things in the young people growing up in our lives? I think so. I think so. Now, Eli had some sons. There's Hophni and Phinehas. They weren't doing good things. <laughs> they had been raised. They were raised in the temple, but... They were stealing from the Lord by taking the offerings for themselves and basically making themselves better than everybody else that brought the sacrifice to the Lord. They were taking what was the Lord's and basically desecrating the whole, uh, the whole area where they were doing sacrifices with the Ark of the Covenant. And, and God was going to raise up a new leader in the midst of that corruption. God doesn't allow evil to stand for very long, especially in his house. Samuel was the one. And I love it that Samuel didn't recognize it at first. But he think if God speaks to you, you'll immediately know. I mean, it must be God. God, God would reveal something way that we would know. And I, when I was a little kid, well, I was a teenager, I was supposed to go to a prayer group one morning. My dad was always up at like, what, 4 o'clock in the morning to get ready to go to work. And so I made a commitment to go to a prayer group with my youth group. There's a man named Ed who was the youth director at that time, who was doing these early morning prayer groups for the school, which is Pinkerton Academy where I went to school. And so it was really early to get up. I had to get up at almost the same time that my dad got up, get ready, and he would, as he went to work, drop me off for the prayer group, and then I would walk to school in the dark to get over to the school. 
I remember one morning I woke up and I had bunk beds. My brother was down below and I was up on top. And I said in my brain when I woke up, I'm not going to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thought that popped into my head. You know, I made that commitment. And I heard someone say, no, you're going to prison. <laughs> it was a voice. I was like, okay. So I got up and I, I assumed it was my brother. <laughs> I was like, surely you can read my thoughts. And know what I'm thinking when I wake up in the morning. I got up, I got ready, and I talked to my dad, and then it started to dawn on me as my juices got flowing that my brother was asleep, no one was in our room, but I heard a voice that said, No, you need to go to prayer. And so I think I heard the voice of the Lord in that moment, and I got up, I went to prayer. I had no idea why I needed to be at prayer that day. But I got up, I went, I prayed, I was tired all day. <laughs> But I knew that it was God wanted me to do. And you know, th those little things that happen when you listen to the world, even if you don't recognize in that moment of <coughs> the Lord, sometimes you just need to stop, be quiet, and hear. God will speak. In the text today, it says that it was a time when God was not giving any visions, God was not speaking much. I think that that is partially a reason people probably weren't listening very much. We got this young boy named Samuel who was being raised in the temple, and he heard. I wonder if he was just kind of laying there like Ransom lays up at night and just kind of like singing a song <laughs> or doing something, and God got him when he was up. Have you been up at night and you don't know why? Maybe God has to listen. Maybe some God has to come up in your life, and you just need to speak, speak and spend some time in that peaceful moment and hear from the Lord. But Samuel in the middle of the night heard a word from the Lord. Do you know what happened to Samuel's life? After saying, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Samuel was raised up. Eli and his sons were wiped away from leadership by that. Samuel raised up the people trusted Samuel to be a leader. And he not only was the leader of the priests and the ark, but he became a prophet. And he was one of the he was the first prophet. So Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and and Elisha and Elijah and all those prophets, Samuel, because he listened to God, started something new from the Holy Spirit and moved forward. And I love it that in this text it says the Lord stood in his room. How personal can God be? Has God ever stood for you? I hope he has. If he hasn't, ask him, hey, God, be with me. I'm going through something. I don't know what's coming. I'm in the midst of wars and strife and pain and suffering. And I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but God, be with me in this place. Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And just be open to whatever God may do in that moment. In Samuel's life, he went on and he, he let, people came to him. He was a judge. People came to him for advice when they didn't know what to do. God gave him great wisdom. And one of the neat things about Samuel is he was humble. When God said that well, when the people came to God and, and to Samuel and said, we want a king, we want a king like the other nations, did Samuel say, I won't do it? I'm going to be the leader forever. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with me? No. He said, if this is the will of the Lord, I'm going to go to the Lord, I'm going to ask the Lord what he says, I'm going to listen, and if he speaks, we're going to do what the Lord says. And God said, tell him this. They're going to take your sons from the military. They're going to build chariots with your gold. They're going to take food from your land to pay for the royal palace. They're going to, I mean, they're going to have a portion of everything that's going to be taxed. And if they still want to do it, I, the Lord, will allow them to do what they want to do. 
they had a king. And Samuel went and said that. They said, we want a king. And Samuel laid down his power. He laid down the power that God had given him. And he said, I will do what the Lord says. And as an older prophet, as an old judge, he went to Saul and he anointed Saul to be king over Israel, the first king. And when Saul became wicked, and they saw kind of a thing that happens when you have someone instead of God who's in charge of you, he went to David and he put his hands on David and anointed him at God's lead. Because Samuel was willing to lay down his power and do what the Lord said because he listened and he spoke. The promises that were given to Abraham, to Moses, to all the people of Israel, to the people who were in the wilderness, to the children who crossed the Jordan River, to those people who went out and were attacked on all sides as they built villages and tried to thrive in the midst of strife and destruction. God continued to be faithful by rising up new leaders in each generation. Women would give their children to the service of the Lord. Men who rose up and did mighty things because they were willing to listen. We need to listen. So we need to hear. Because God is speaking. It may not be an audible voice like what I heard. I didn't even recognize it when it happened. I just knew it was authoritative and I listened. <laughs> but God is speaking to you in some way. Quiet your soul. Lord, I'm listening. 